the Cultural Podcast, episode 101. Listeners, ciao. Thanks for tuning in. This week, we're coming at you a little bit later in the week to look back on La Lega in addition to the Champions League action in midweek. Uh, we will have to look back, unfortunately, for myself on Juventus really struggling in La Lega in Serie A, uh, drawing 1-1 to Hellas Verona and then going on to lose yesterday on Wednesday to Barcelona in the Champions League. It has been a rough start for Andrea Pirlo's men so far this season, which we will make a point of focusing in on. We'll also discuss the genetic superiority of the Insigne genes as Roberto Insigne and Lorenzo Insigne both score goals on opposing sides uh, as Napoli beat Benevento at the weekend. Andrea Petagna is back. Uboldozzo retornato as he scored the winning goal for Napoli. We'll discuss them uh, in what is effectively an undefeated campaign for them so far on the pitch. And we'll also talk about a brutal referee performance between Milan and Roma at the weekend. We'll discuss who's at fault. Plus, we will look back at a week that saw a rather, quote, macabre scene in Livorno without giving too much away. Uh, it was definitely in the spirit of Halloween. We'll chat Atalanta, who played in the Champions League against Ajax. We'll talk about a depleted Inter side trying to just uh, have enough bodies healthy to stay afloat right now. And an unlikely player making an appearance after a long hiatus as another unlikely player continues to score for them yet again and again and again. We'll chat Moise Kean. Is he back? We'll chat Pharrell Williams and try to decide if anyone still cares about him. Plus, a groundbreaking, no other way of putting it, a truly groundbreaking huge scoop. Huge journalistic scoop has come across our desks. You won't want to miss what that is. Stay tuned till the end. We've got all that and so much more. So sit back, relax, and as always, enjoy this 101st episode. Now, without further ado, Pino, take it away. Bye. Let's go. Però, catenazzo che donna sei. Io delle donne non mi fido. Il corteggiamento è un rito. Troppo spesso si finisce. Che una donna ti tradisce E non mi importa se son bionde Non mi importa se son more A me basta che siano tonde E disposti a far l'amore Io da bambino Veramente fui cacciato dalla scuola Perché la professoressa Mi faceva molto gola Quando facevo il militare Poi la moglie del tenente Mi faceva le moine Di una presi tra la gente Perciò bambina Se sono qui per te stasera È una fortuna Andiamo Let's go Nick Genaletti, how you doing, buddy? Doing well, Sam. We're coming at the listeners a little bit later in the week. We're doing a different kind of show today. Talk it about is, some yeah, it, it is. It is Thursday, the 29th of October. We are coming at you a little bit later in the week in order to be able to review some of the European action that took place in the Champions League this week. We're uh, we're a fluid we're a fluid podcast over here. We're like Pirlo's three four one two. We're like fluid all all around the pitch. Lot to say about that. <clears throat> One week on, my opinion has not changed. My 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 opinion of the formation has not changed. Listeners, welcome to episode number one hundred one of the Cultural Podcast. Samadamo coming at you. Uh, feels weird to say triple digits. I'm not I'm not quite used to that. Yeah, and we officially it left. Quite roll uh, off the tongue. We officially either. left Jersey territory last week, so now we can't really we can't really roll with Jersey numbers anymore. So We're I don't know I don't know what we could try to associate. Uh, I think we only started doing that around. I think we only started doing that in like the late 20s. So we could we could go uh, you know episode one oh one oh buffon of uh, the cultural podcast. <laughs> Happy Halloween to you all. Uh, we're hot on Halloween sales. I just want to start off right out the gate by saying uh, we will be doing November again this year. 
Yes. Uh, we, uh, we're very happy to uh, be, be shaving our glorious facial hair in order to, to, to sprout some, some, some much less glorious mustaches, albeit for a good cause. Are you looking forward to uh, all your coworkers asking you, uh, oh, are you doing November with every every Zoom call that every Teams call that you I, get on? I, I am, I am. If it leads you to do. donations, so we'll be we'll be sharing our links uh, across all social media. We'd encourage anyone to donate to us, uh, as of course our, uh, our our efforts will be raising money for um, for the Movember Foundation, which aims to um, bring about awareness of male. Uh, male health issues from ranging from prostate cancer to uh, mental health, which is what we, I believe, are dedicating our cause to this year, like we did last year, but especially this year, I think it is poignant because of the, uh, of the current situation that's going on. Uh, so just wanted, to, just wanted to kind of state that right off the bat. So yeah, definitely uh, stay glued to all our social media. We'll be sharing all our details and the link to our page so that you guys can donate if you do want to. Again, no pressure, but really do appreciate anyone that does want to support us. It's for a good cause. And uh, kind of in, in the spirit of the month, we will be having a segment on a weekly basis, every podcast, uh, just calling it, well, I guess we'll call it our November segment, but we'll- Yeah, uh, we, don't, we don't know what it's going to be about we're yet, not, we're but- not, we're, not, we're not totally sure what we're going to what we're gonna do other than tell a story or an anecdote of some kind. We'll see if it has we, to be. We don't even know. We'll see. May just it's be a, a work fun, in progress. May just be a funny story. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, so to be determined, we'll actually, but we'll, we'll actually, we'll actually uh, stick with this one. Unlike certain other things that we've said we would do in the spirit of this pod that, ha- that haven't gotten done. Uh, I'm looking at you, Nick Gentiletti. Where's the grappa? Yeah. I did not have time to go buy any. Unfortunately, I, I made a valiant effort to try to go uh, today, but um things things came in the way and i i gladly told you that like i i i would you could charge me interest on I was, it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not i'm, I'm not scared charge, about i'm gonna do- charge you interest. yeah i'm, I'm not scared about doing it i just need to get around to go go and buy it okay so so well, it was it was two shots today we're up to three shots next week we're up to three that's shots. A, that's a usury interest rate right there. You're charging me 33% interest. Well yeah because i'm not going to charge you like i'm not going to charge bro. you half a shot. It's illegal. This isn't a this isn't a legally binding thing. This is an it's I'm illegal. gonna break. This that's, is an I'm usury. gonna no. This is an I'm gonna break your knees if you don't fucking do what I tell you type of type of thing. If you don't if you don't pay up the interest, then then it's it's, it's that kind of loan. That's what it is. I so, see. So Thrones of the week uh, goes to Nick Gentiletti right off the bat. Uh, sure. For not buying the grappa. Um. So grappa next week three shots up from two because Ashley Young joined Inter and because I remembered it last week and I gave you a week to figure it out and you still have it. The tough look on you, almost as tough a look as uh, as it was on Juve this week. Drawing again at the weekend, one-one uh, to Hellas Verona. Um, before we get into the whole Juve talk, you know, uh, in case there are any Hellas Verona fans that do listen to us, uh, you know, I'll, I'll pay them. Not a, likely. I'll pay them a little homage here just by talking about. I don't know. I'll just 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 by talking about stuff that happened on their end in the game. Uh, okay, fifty-fourth minute, Andrea Favilli comes on. Fifty-ninth minute. Andrea Fabili scores a goal uh, to go up 1-0. 61st minute, Andrea Fabili, two minutes after he scored the goal, Andrea Fabili goes off injured. Uh, he was on for a total of seven minutes. He came on, he fucked shit up, he conquered, and he left. Um, I got to say, what a fucking... Uh, I mean, that, that, that was just a complete troll of a moment. Wild sequence. Considering, <laughs> the, guy, considering the guy came through Juve, yeah. and was sent out on loans for years now, and hasn't really done it on a on a consistent basis anywhere. Um, 
Hellas not, Verona. We, we, we did not look good. But you, you but, the, the the whole game wasn't good because Hellas Verona plays such shit football and it just they get results, but it's so bad. It's so so bad, but they get the it was, results. And it was, it, it was all Juve at the end. Dejan Kulusevski scored another goal. A uh, nice little. They just block shots out their ass. Verona, like I, 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 I was honestly thinking to myself, like, I was uh, shocked that we got the equalizer. I mean, it didn't look like it was. It didn't look like it was. I was, I was honestly thinking, like, a, a regular day at Hellas Verona training when they're training on their on their defensive positioning is for like thirty minutes straight. They're just all holding a compact shape and they're shooting balls out of like a, you know, like in. Um, in like dodgeball and you put a dodgeball in between like two wheels and it's just 11 guys taking balls to the chest to the head just <laughs> blocking shots i honestly think that's what they do bro like yeah, they're awful. they're it's so awful. good it's, it's, awful. it's awful it's awful to watch though it's what's so their, bad what's their fucking, but it works what's their fucking coach's name again ivan Juric. and like Juric. yeah the guy you, used to you, want, you wonder if like let's say they have another we'll, we'll get to you after this obviously it's not a not i know not that many people want to hear about Hellas verona but like if they go and and have another like respectable year you could you could see this guy getting hired by like another like uh like a another Serie A club no, i'm sure God, yeah i'm another sure i'm not saying i'm not saying but bro i'm not saying that like it well, would work who's out an, who's another Serie A club i mean i mean i don't know but i'm just saying like i, I like like a, like uh like a step up like a, a Fiorentina, maybe I don't know. Beppe Iacchini's on the hot seat. No, but I don't know. You know, I, I don't noticed something. I noticed something. I noticed something. So I saw. I just saw Juric was getting a lot of praise, like on the weekend. How he's like a better coach than than he's known for, and this and that. You go look at his resume. I mean, it's not much. But speaking of speaking of Fiorentina and uh, Iacchini, I just wanted to say I don't know what <laughs> I don't know who who their their English Twitter admin is, but their their name on Twitter is Fiorentina, cap emoji. Which I think, yeah. which I, I think is only, I think can only be a reference to Beppe Iacchini because, the, you know, of course, if you, if you, if you weren't aware, if you haven't actually watched any Serie A over the past 10 years, you, you, you know, he, he always wears it. He always wears a fucking cap on the bench. So I don't know if that's like a vote of confidence, maybe a subliminal one. I don't know if maybe nobody runs the English Twitter anymore and they kind of forgot about it. It's, it's that blue cap. You know, when, you know, when people want to say no cap, they'll just say no, that yeah. emoji. Yeah, it's, it's in their Twitter name. Kind of found that funny. Uh, just just ra- ra- going back to Juric quick. Uh, his uh, his his resume before Hellas getting getting hired by Hellas Verona in 2019 was uh, was three stints, three separate <laughs> stints at Genoa. I don't know if you remember that. Three consecutive stints at Genoa. It was it was in that it was in that period. Two in the same year. Two in, in that, the same year. It was in that it was in that segment when Preziosi was just flip flopping between Juric and Ballardini. <laughs> Two in the same year. I remember we 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 we've joked about that before. The guy actually, so I I didn't know this about him, but he he actually played um, at Genoa and he played at Crotone, and I think that was the that was the team that he had the longest spell of his career at was Crotone. I think he spent four or five division. years at both at both clubs. Regardless, I, I mean, and to be fair, I, I it was, this this is only like 10, 15 years ago. He's only forty five, but he looks like sixty. Yeah. I know he looks brutal. You know, so so just, I, I guess he kind of fits the bill of a guy who just plays shit football. Yeah, it's um, that style. Coaches shit football. But look, I mean, speaking of a coach who 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 can't seem to coach good football, I mean, Andrea Pirlo's had a really tough time the first yeah time, yeah um the first couple of weeks at Juve. But oh god, so, yeah. I want I want to temper I want to temper the 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 Juve fans that are kind of running around with their hair on fire right now. Okay, there are three teams in the league who are undefeated right now: Milan in first place, Sassuolo, who are 
currently who are currently i mean playing playing very well and i mean if you follow the narrative you would you would think that you know you would you would you would think that they're they're having a fucking unreal season and they're in third place and then juve in fifth place are also undefeated they're only two points behind sassuolo and they're only four points behind milan but because we've drawn three games i mean the narrative is now that we can't close and you know what though it would have been a hell of a lot worse if De- if Dan Kulusevsky hadn't scored that one goal. And you know, is is it? So here's the thing: is it stupid? Is it is it is it pointless? Is it futile to even analyze football on a week by week basis like this? Because again, the sample size is really small, and something as simple as a moment of brilliance from Kulusevsky shifts the. I mean, it completely shifts the paradigm in terms of what the narrative is. You know, I mean, so, not real. So, I don't think so. so. No, really? See, I, th- I think, I, do, I think I do. disappointment is and, still and if the we narrative. Had, if, well, if he hadn't, if he, you know, if he hadn't scored that goal, we would have lost the fucking game. And the narrative would have yeah. been more Let intense. It, yeah. And, and, fine. But, but, you know, by the same token, you look at it and say, okay, well, you it's know, different degrees we, of we, disappointment. It's different degrees of but, disappointment. But listen, still disappointing. listen, Morata scored his token offside goal of the game, you know, of, of of, of, of the game he seems to be getting one every fucking match now uh you know had he been ha, had he been a couple of centimeters behind verona's line of defense we would have won the game 2-1 is how you could look at it i'm not yeah, saying no, I, my bro, you have not, to look at it but i'm saying you know the, the margins are so slim that i think you have to look at it as 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 such you know if you're losing a game or if you're drawing matches or if you're only winning games by a goal you have to say you know what it wasn't convincing i mean it that, 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 that's really what it is. Unless, unless a team is winning games by multiple goals, pummeling the Matalant, you know, pummeling their their opponent Atalanta style, though they've had yeah, not really, weeks, um, <laughs> which you're which you're which you're delighted about because you simply came out and said they're going to regress uh, at the start of the year. But um, all that to say, I, I, I mean, it feels like if it, it feels like I mean, it feels like the biggest issue is that they aren't dominating games. So you know, a loss, a draw. You know, squeaking by and winning a game, which is how we won our one, our one match. Bro, actually I, I think you're being a bit subdued. No kidding, they're not dominating games. They're not playing winning football. You can't dominate if you're not playing. Like they're not playing well. Like no, it's, we're gonna we're gonna cross over every club that we talk about with their Champions League results here too, because we drew Barcelona. Excuse me, we lost to Barcelona uh, yesterday. Uh, no. Yesterday on Wednesday, two 0 Late penalty, Bernardeschi conceding a penalty. He had a terrible. Yeah, game. go figure. Uh, go figure. Putting Bernardeschi at, at left wing back would result in a defensive blunder. In his well, own I mean, ball. we went down. That's we went so down, shocking. We, we went down. We went down to ten men because Demiral had a had a really shocking. Fucking, I mean, Demiral is super disciplined. And I mean, it was Bernardeschi's second goal. Bro, how many and, red and cards have you guys gotten two this year? How many? Like three already? I think three. I think three. <laughs> Bernardeschi was responsible Crazy. for goals conceded in two consecutive games. He gave away. I mean, he looks to have no confidence right now. I mean, in, in the middle of the field, on the wing, he played a ball to a center midfielder. I don't remember who it was, but he played a very simple ball on the ground a few meters away, and it, I mean, he gave it away, and that's what led to the counterattack that Favili scored the goal on. He has no confidence right now. Yeah, I think he's, dam- I think he's damaged goods right now. I think really he's really not encouraging he's done. He's, he's, his, his Juve career is done. Maybe like, but, not in, but, but look, man, look, done. look. So against Barcelona, didn't get much better. I mean, they countered us with like two passes multiple times, okay? And again, Alvaro Morata... 
token token offside goals. We okay, but they they were all, they weren't close. They were offside. Game. They were I I this was no, I know, but a little but, bit but, how people look. were complaining about this. Yeah, they were offside. They weren't bullshit VAR calls. Like they were offside. Yeah, I mean the offside rule sucks now, and I'm I'm gonna bang that. No, the, he was offside. He but, was off. He was. But offside. but look, I, I, he put the ball in the net a couple of times. You know it. So so, you could look at it as as as. Luck just having not been on our side, but at a certain point when you don't, you know, when you when luck isn't on your side over a couple of games, you know, over an extended stretch of a couple of games, then you got to look at things and say, well, holy fuck, I don't know if, I don't know if the way that they're playing is an issue. I think it might very well be because, again, so. I mean, Barcelona have not, have not been great for the past five, six months, but I mean, they handily look like the better team. I mean, it was, it was a disaster class for yeah. us. I mean, our, I, our midfield I, is completely wide open to, with, uh, two, with two center midfielders. We overly rely on wing play. And it's not even, you know who used to play like that? It's Nono Ventura. I would be four, concerned. Two, four. I, would be, I would be concerned. I We're would fi- be very concerned. You know, uh, but again, I don't like the three, four, one, two. But you know what? Philosophically, I don't know that it's a pure three at the back. I mean, it's, it's very hybrid the way that the way that the way that the team lines I was, was going to say Danilo plays I'm wrong. as a center back he kind of pulls away as a full back and Cuadrado will usually drop back and it's effectively you guys, a 4-2-4 I realized which is well, I was, yeah not I was gonna, at all I mean it's an over reliance on wingers I was going mean, to say I thought you guys played like a 4-4-2 but whatever it's semantics 4-2-4 4-4-2 depending on how high the 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 left whatever it is whatever it is whatever it is I mean the midfield is completely I'd be concerned yeah I I would be concerned I I would definitely be concerned and you know what it is it's an over reliance from Cristiano Ronaldo. That's what it is. Ever since we signed him, it's like we, we, we've had this over-reliance on him. But I think under Allegri, it wasn't quite as bad because there was still, I mean, I, I, I don't know. There was, that, that was that, there was that intangible thing that he brought, um, I, I guess, that, 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 you, that you get from a select number of elite coaches. Since Allegri has been gone, we have really over-relied on Ronaldo. So, yeah, not been a good week. Um, of course, Ronaldo still out with COVID, didn't play in this game. And we looked lost without him, which is not... He's again, cringe... Uh... See his cringe Twitter video that he, I don't know if he put it on Insta too, but where he was like running on a treadmill, like smiling, did his celebration and then said, Forza Juve. <laughs> Forza Juve. Yeah. I mean, got to get, got to cut the Portuguese a little slack. They, uh, they can never see. No, but the Italian he spoke before that didn't sound actually kind of good. The, the, the Portuguese cannot seem to get around the, Cannot seem to get around the J being a U. Like even 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 when they speak Spanish, I think they struggle with it. Um, anyway, it's <laughs> Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo probably probably pronounces it Jalapeno. Yeah, but it's just random video. Like, Whatever. Who who gives a fuck? He, so so the guy didn't play, and we fucking look lost for it. Um, I don't know what I don't know what else there is to say. I mean, it's 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 it was it was a it was a complete it was a complete farce. But at least you know at least we debuted at least we debuted that Pharrell jersey that looked like it was colored in by a four year old. I, I did not like those. Uh, I did not. I don't. I did not like those across all the teams that wore them. Actually, on the weekend, I, I didn't hate them, but I mean, fuck it, we're all for two in them. I mean, I hope we retire the kits and never wear them again. I, I mean, look, from a branding marketing standpoint, to have another streetwear collaboration, fantastic. But is but, but, for, is human race even still relevant? Like, I don't want to go too off on a tangent here, but is human I don't think race? It, I don't. Th- I don't think it has been for quite the a while. Sneakers don't even sell out anymore. Anyways, so, uh, sorry. To are they go even off. still? Are they even still making those sneakers? Yeah, they are. They are. I'm sure people are still buying those. I'm sure you still have They're them. not selling out. I'll tell you that. They're not. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. Well, I don't know. Look, maybe maybe it's a bad omen. Maybe just maybe burn the fucking Pharrell jerseys. 
maybe burn the Pharrell jerseys as like a sacrificial gesture in order to kind of cleanse us of this, of this, of this terrible patch. I don't know though, because I, you know, Andrea Pirlo has never coached a team before. And right now he has a ton of pressure on his back. So, um, no, really? Like, well, this is like, this is. What does he do though? Does he stick? Does he stay true to his philosophy, or does he say, "Okay, my philosophy doesn't work. I got to change things up." I think he has to change things up now. Yeah, I would. I, I like. I agree, but will he? I don't know. Doesn't seem like it. Who knows? I mean, look. I'm sticking to my take, man. He's gonna be one of those. He's gonna be one of those frustrating coaches who, who his his ideologies. It needs to be that way, and uh, he'll he'll coach himself out of a job for it. It's early to tell. I mean, we'll fucking see. But bro, I mean. There were much more exciting matches on the weekend. I don't want to over. I don't want to overly focus on this one-one fucking draw. Um, but you know, it's Andrea Pirlo, it's Juventus, and I understand that it's obviously going to be something that we have to talk about. But I'd like to move on and talk about some more interesting things, like Mr. Insigne's genetics. Not Lorenzo Insigne, but Insigne Senior, the patriarch. Lorenzo Insigne's father must have an incredible sperm sample because two of his sons are now playing in Serie A and they're scoring goals against each other. Pretty satisfying to see, to see two, uh, two brothers go head-to-head. Kind of like, you know, I'll, I'll reference Entourage for the third week in a row. It's kind of like, like Johnny Drama versus Vince Chase, you know. Johnny Drama was, was, the, was the TV actor, you know, the, the, the struggling one. And of course, Lorenzo, just like Vinny, uh, is the superstar. Now, Napoli beat Benevento 2-1. Lorenzo Insigne scoring a fucking incredible goal with his weaker left foot. Yeah. Far down to tie, uh, to tie up after his brother uh, sent Benevento ahead 1-0. With Marco Insigne scoring a goal for Benevento. Isn't Lorenzo's it Roberto? Little... Isn't it Roberto? Fuck me. It is Roberto. Yeah. It is Roberto. Um, I, think, I, think, I, think I think Marco yeah, I think... Insigne is like the Serie D footballer, <laughs> no? <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what? What were you watching this weekend, bro? You know, you know what? You know what? I think... <laughs> So here's here's the thing. I've actually I've actually I've actually I've actually noted this before. I think there are like four or five Insigne brothers. They're like they're like again, this is a hockey but, uh, they're, uh, they're, 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 they're like they're they're like the they're like the Sittlers in hockey. Uh or no, the uh the, the a bunch the, of five the, foot six guys. Not, not the not the Sittlers, the, 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 the fucking Sutters in hockey. The, the, they were like they were like five they were like five Sutter brothers, I think, that played in the NHL. Well they're they're currently they're currently two they're currently two insignias playing in Serie A. Of course, Roberto, you are correct, who who came through at Napoli, Lorenzo's little brother, and he's now been at Benevento for a little while, having gone down and signed with them in Serie B after having been out on loan multiple times, I think, and he came up to Serie A with them now after they got promoted last year. What's incredible about it is, I mean, like, Benevento's basically, like, not that far out from Napoli, but it's, like, a dumpier version of Naples. So it's just really funny because they they practically speak the same dialect in Benevento as they do in Naples. So I'm willing to bet money that the brothers all still have Sunday dinner together. But anyway, um, I I do want to talk about Marco Insigne because I just brought him up there for a second. I mean, on Instagram, this guy is, I mean, his Instagram account is basically Roberto and Lorenzo Insigne stand page. It's just hilarious. He loves his brothers. I mean, nothing wrong with it, but he, he like, worships them. Like, I mean, he has tattoos of both of them playing football on his body. So, I mean, th- imagine this guy watching the game. He probably, like, fucking spontaneously combusted. He probably lost his mind. Probably lost it. It's, it's the first time this ever happened that the two have actually faced each other at professional level. Maybe he had one of those cringe, like half and half jerseys, you know, like they have in sports when the family member. Uh, oh, do you know can't, how hard it is to probably choose get one of those one made? Do you have any idea how hard it is to make one of those? Probably very hard. 
it's probably fucking impossible. You gotta, I don't even know. I don't even know if your grandmother would be able to sew that. How do you do, you guys? Do you do? We never doubt any nonna's sewing abilities. Never. Uh, but yeah, no, just, just just really satisfying to see both the senior brothers score a goal in this game because, you know, I I I always thought, I always felt bad for little Roberto the fact that he was a, he's a pro footballer who probably a lot of people don't fucking acknowledge now. You could flip. You could flip the argument and say, "Oh, well, so wasn't Lorenzo Insigne known with no one." You know. Doesn't get acknowledged. He's played in Serie B. So, like, what do you expect? I suppose, but it's 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 probably nice for him and his ego to have scored a goal against against Napoli. You know, the guy's from Naples sure. and came through there, and his brother's a fucking stud there. Um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, so hero of the week to me, to the Insigne boy's father and his superior sperm and genetics. Um, although it's it's kind of ironic to argue that he has superior genes when he makes uh when he only makes he only makes children he only makes male children who are like five foot four five foot five little 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 more than actually i, th- I think that's i think that's exactly average height for uh, a female human you didn't have to you didn't have to go there <laughs> i don't think you had to go there but, dude before we break away we should acknowledge that our boy Andrea Petagna scored the winner. His opening, uh, he op- opened his account at Napoli. Napoli are now in second place. Uh, only one loss on the season, um, which was, of course, the forfeit to Juve. A lot of Napoli fans are going to be really pissed at me saying that, you know, Milan, Juve, and Sassuolo are undefeated and not counting Napoli in that one. You know, any true Juve fan should probably say, anyone who says Trenta sul campo, or anyone that was saying, you know, 30 Scudetti on the pitch after they won their 30th back in 2012, Anyone should probably acknowledge the fact that Napoli are undefeated on the pitch. Yeah. Not really stumbled at all this year in Serie A. They look fucking impressive. And they seem to have a good amount of depth scoring. And, uh, I mean, they have... They do have, they do have a good amount of depth. I don't it's not, It doesn't seem like it. I think they do have a good amount of depth. And... Um, Un bulldozer è tornato. Uh, as Andrea Petagna said on back. Instagram. He's back. Out, yeah, but outside outside of the the one hiccup in the in the Champions League against uh, was that Dutch team. Al- it, was Europa, it was Europa League. Europa League. Sorry, Wait, which yeah. doesn't even fuck. We basically it doesn't even fucking matter that competition. It was Alkmaar? I think I don't even know how to pronounce. It, AZ. It was, I just know the logo is AZ. AZ Alkmaar. AZ Alkmaar. Yeah. AZ, I mean, Alkmaar. again, fucking Europa League games happen. Outside of that, I don't even, yeah, I don't even know what happened. We're not even going to talk about what happened in Europa League. So we don't we don't discuss that competition. We acknowledge that. So it basically didn't even happen. They've basically been perfect at all, you know, on yeah. all fronts this year. Yeah. The Europa League doesn't fucking matter. But uh, I'm going to give my, because you said Hero of the Week here, I'm going to give my Hero of the Week. I mean, we're going to digress a little bit from uh, from recapping games, but we'll go in and out here quick because we're fluid, like Pirlo's tactics. Uh, I wanted to give my Hero to a week. We're a little bit late on it, actually. Um, or, or maybe it happened right after our last episode. But, I think it happened um, the next day because I already know what you're going to talk about. Marcello Lippi retired as a coach um absolute legend right obviously we don't have to we don't have to go over the 2006 triumph uh we've we've gone over it so many times before and mentioned how much it's meant to us we don't have he's, to we don't have to go there but fuck man the, they, he's the, especially a hero for for finessing the chinese national team probably funded by the that's Japan. where i was gonna go i want to get a career earnings like, on like the last five six years of his career he's probably he, making like 10 million 
Dude, he's making 20 million euro a year. I think he finessed him out of like fucking 60 million euro working for them for like three years. It's insane. What a legend. I just look at picture him living in China. Imagine, imagine all the cigars he could buy with that. Seriously, but why wasn't a reality show made of him, like an Amazon Prime, of watching him coach in China? I would have watched that, him, just seeing him. Him, Fabio Cannavaro, Graziano <laughs> Pelle, and Stefano Sharawi. That would have been oh. a real documentary. This Italian, Italians in China. Maybe in there? Like a Marco Polo reference. We're not considering it that Italian. Come on. Um, once he's, the, the guy's never going to move back to Italy in his life. He's going to move back and fucking live in Brazil. He's never going to set foot in Italy again. Let's be honest. Let's be real. Um, but uh, yeah, okay. I'm not mad at that hero at all. I actually feel pretty stupid giving my hero to, 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 to the Insigne Patriarch sperm now. But that, that, that was more of a joking one because I actually have a couple of really good ones here that I want to get to. One, oh, okay. of them, one of them is Moise Kian who has four goals in two games, two consecutive braces, two goals at the weekend against Dijon. Now, when this happened, I freaked out. I was like, okay, the fucking kid is back. Unreal. He's scoring goals again. When was the last time he scored a league goal? I think he had like one last year in the Premier League. Doesn't the kid come, uh, come to play yesterday in the Champions League and score another brace? Uh, so I'm delighted because, well, one, he's, you know, an ex-Juve, an ex-Juve product. So by the same token, it's a little bit it's a little bit upsetting to see him have success for a big club elsewhere, especially when we were rumored to be bringing him in this summer. But um, I'm especially happy because he's a young Italian kid who we fucking pumped up to the heavens, and I really want to see him fulfill his potential. And the fact that he's fucking scoring goals for a huge club is really encouraging. Yeah, I mean, begs, I mean, it, it begs the question: What the fuck was wrong at Everton? Well, not to not to pat down your fire too much. Like I, I scoring in the Champions League, you know, that's like sh- that's great, you know, Dude. whatever. Against Istanbul too, like, but uh, long, Nim, long, long may it continue. Yeah, Whoa. but, but Nim and, and Dijon are, I'm pretty sure, at the bottom of the table in, in Ligue 1. And we know Ligue 1 is not necessarily known for its defensive prowess. I'm not trying to take too much credit away from him. And, like, I know, obviously, Serie A is, like, considered more. I would, well, I mean, actually, I want to get onto this topic that Serie A is a defensive league now. Because I think we're, we're we, we've gone way past that probably over a year now, probably, the amount of goals that we're seeing. But, but anyway, I digress. Let's, let's, let's wait to see how consistently he could do it. I, I, I did see a, a PSG fan account, though. I think it's PSG Galu. Uh, absolutely roasting the fact that the Icardi was cost him what sixty million to to ride pine and rot on the bench while a dry loan player. I don't know if it's a dry loan actually, but a loan player maybe is uh, is lighting it up for them. That's excellent. I'm fucking. I'm really happy about that, man. And you know. He, he's two years younger than Kylian Mbappe, man. I mean, look, look, we, we, we always talk about Kylian Mbappe. Chill, being, bro. Chill. No, but, no, but, but just for, for perspective, because we always think about Kylian Mbappe being, you know, this fucking wonder kid. He's, he is, of course. He's probably the best player in the world. But um, I think it's, it's, I think it's just a nice reminder that, that he's, he's so young. I mean, Kylian fucking turned 20 years old this year. A lot of players don't even crack you know, the first team at 20, for sure, for the sure. best of the best ones do. But, but again, let's not forget, like he, 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 he was brought through Juve to be this generational talent. I don't know if he's a, you know, I don't know if he's going to be a Ballon d'Or winner, but he could no. yet in he a couple of years, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, in just three, four years, he could be, he could be a fucking elite player, which let's is see exactly what we need. 
But you know, any, any, anything is a nice change of pace for Immobile or Bellotti in the national team right now. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if it continues, perhaps he can kind of force his way into a center, a center forward role for the Azzurri. So he'll have to get a hero nod for me for that. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I really do want to bring up this one other fucking thing because you and I were losing, losing our minds last week, the day after our podcast came out. And I was so mad that we potted before this news, this story came out. It's not even a story. It was just a tweet, but a tweet that just, I mean, a tweet worth a thousand words. Uh, I've got to give a third, like this is unprecedented. I'm giving fucking three heroes of the week here. My third one is to the Livorno fans who... Uh, was that only a week ago? Say, it was only a week ago. That was the, only a week ago. The Livorno fans who, let's just say... Um, <laughs> Really embrace the spirit of Halloween. They really embrace the spirit of Halloween and decorating your house. You know, your 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 home stadium is your home ground. You know, it's, it's like your house. Mm -hmm. They they decorated it all right with some very some very poignant, uh, very poignant decor. Um, I'm gonna read you this tweet from one Andrew Cesare, who I gotta say, I mean, I mean, fucking a plus to him for the way that he tweeted this. I mean, this is incredible. <laughs> Quote, yeah, this is insane. A very, a very macabre scene at Livorno. A severed pig's head found on the pitch in front of three crosses with the names of club directors and a banner in the background which reads, you will pay for everything. <laughs> we'll pay dearly. Now, we retweeted this picture. And by the way, say, the, the most horrifying thing in this whole scene is the statement. By the way, that's obviously going to be this week's picture. That's got to be this week's picture. And it's also... This With no context, people are going to be like, what the fuck is this? It's like a, like a graveyard in a football stadium. Um, and and, and I, I mean, what, what more is there to say? But the state of the pitch, though, is, is just shocking. I mean, that was the scariest part, man. This could be a professional, a professional football ground. But this has happened before. This is not the first time that we've even discussed this very same thing on this very same podcast. Yeah. Three crosses. With the names, bearing the names of the sporting directors of Bologna. Yeah, mine, minus the pig head, though. Mine, the pig head was an added touch. The pig head was a very nice touch. And I got to say, looking at the stadium now, there's something really cool, spooky but cool, about an empty football stadium, an old football stadium. You know, like watching Benevento play Napoli the other day, I, I kind of forgot to acknowledge it because I was going off on a, on a ballad about the Insignias and, and their genetics. But, but, I mean, that stadium... I think it's the Stadio Ciro Vignato is an unreal stadium. Like empty with the red and yellow seats close to the, like fucking really close to the pitch, but high up and really steep. It kind of looks a bit like the San Zito actually, but you know that it's a lot older and a lot smaller. Yeah, just really cool. But anyway, uh, an incredible scene. So Livorno are in City B and they have been going through a miserable, horrid time yeah. the last couple of weeks. And um, yeah, don't fuck with their fans, I guess. Uh, uh, I wanted to do give. Do we'll uh, you think we'll see this again? It's the second time we've seen. Oh, it guaranteed. There's no doubt about it. We're gonna see. We're gonna it's see like maybe. To do. We're gonna see maybe half a pig next time, and then after that, maybe we'll see a whole pig. I mean, and like it, it'll just escalate from there. This is a crossover between. This is a crossover between. Uh, between, you know, what happened in Bologna a couple of years ago, and that scene from The Godfather. The God, yeah. His head. Anytime, roll the tapes, Chris. Roll the tapes. Can we agree? Can we just agree? Can we just agree that anytime, anytime a severs a severed animal head 
or a severed body part is sent as a message, it's got like, it, it packs a fucking punch. You know what I mean? Just, just what would we, what would we do if we had to send a message to like another fucking podcast? Let me, something? let me call, let me call nine one one right now and send the entire squadron to your house right now for, for saying such a thing. If we had to, no, if, if, <laughs> no but like, so if you had to send, if you had to send an animal, like an what animal, body part would you cut off to send the message or, or what animal, what, what dead animal would you use to send a message oh, to so anyone, funny. to anyone, to your arch nemesis? What would you, what would you do? Or to your boss, to your boss, or uh, I don't know. So, so we got the pig's head, of course, a fish means, <laughs> means you sleep with the, means you sleep with the fishes. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a um, good one. An aquarium, send them an aquarium, you know, like I, with a picture of them in it. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe like, a like an Inter fan. I'll bet you, you know, like Antonio Conte could send a severed zebra's head to, to Andrea Agnelli, perhaps. Or he could send his wig be, too. Oh, his what? He could send his wig, maybe. His wig. Or, oh, you, you know, be fucked up. If you want to threaten Antonio Conte, you, you send a fucking cat's head to him or you send a dead cat in the mail to, to Antonio Conte. Okay, we're getting, we're, getting the, we're getting the FBI on Sam after this episode over here with these, okay. these wild thoughts. Do you want to talk about... Do you want, let's talk about Milan. Uh, let's talk oh, about quickly. Milan. But wait, quickly. I wanted to give a, a quick uh, like secondary hero of the week to uh, Mourinho today for one of the funnier quotes I've seen in a while. Tottenham lost to... Uh, Royal Antwerp today in the Europa League, and Mourinho said in his uh, in his post game press conference, "I wanted to make eleven substitutions at halftime," which is an all all, all time quote. <laughs> way to way to tell your players you fucking suck. You, you gotta you gotta love when when Jose Mourinho throws his players under the bus. <laughs> oh my god! No pun intended. Crazy. It's, it's such a Mourinho move. Uh, do you want to talk about Milan or do you want to discuss Atalanta, who struggled at the weekend against Sampdoria, but let's, let's, who had a let's, very who had a very I well, just if you don't have much to say, I just I just wanted to give a quick shout to uh to Mr. Ranieri who who has had Sampdoria looking decent. And they've uh, they've got a derby at the weekend against Sampdoria. Excuse me, against Genoa. Genoa. Um, so Sampdoria are upper half of the table. Have won three games, lost two. So they're almost five hundred. I mean, you know, if they could kind of, if they could kind of, you know, keep keep the pace, it'd be a big improvement on on where they were when he took over last year. Because don't don't forget, I mean, they were they were I think in the relegation zone or close to it. Yeah, no, they were. They He's were. He's really steadied the ship, which has been nice to see. Um, so very surprising win over Atalanta, who have of course lost two in a row to Napoli and now Sampdoria, but. Had a very nice uh, result against Ajax in the Champions League. Gasparini seemed delighted. He seemed absolutely delighted after. Um, after he actually compared Atalanta to Ajax. He said they're very similar. Yeah. So and, something uh, else to mention on the nice, podcast. Nice, uh, nice, second half, nice second half comeback. I mean, Atalanta are so fucking fun to watch. I mean, when they were down 2-0, I mean, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of fans might have turned off, especially in the Champions League when you've got so many other games going on. You might just say, fuck it, you know, this game's over. I'm going to go to another one. It's a little bit tighter. But that was a very exciting second half. Zapata, uh, Zapata scoring. Um, so yeah, good, good on them. Good on them for having, uh, for having a decent showing in the Champions League today. I still, uh, I still like them to get out of the group. Uh, yeah, anyway, just quick, quick shot to them. Uh, we do have to talk about Milan. Yeah, and I want to talk about my, my, uh, my stronzo of the week here because it's too easy. My, my stronzo of the week is going to uh, Piero Giacomelli, and I don't know 
I don't know who the VAR ref was called, but him too, for getting suspended for an absolute horrid refereeing performance on on both side, on on really on both sides. Like both clubs, Roma and Milan, have a, a reason to be outraged because this game went completely off the rails refereeing wise. It's a three three uh, draw worth uh, worth three three draw. Yeah, but before we talk about the game itself, uh, Jack O'Malley and I mean. Giacomelli is getting demoted to Serie B. Apparently, he's gonna be he's gonna be he's not permanently, but he's gonna he's gonna be suspended. I'm not sure if he's gonna be suspended from Serie A and then coach uh, coach uh, ref in the Serie B until his suspension's done, or is it gonna be after? I don't know. Fuck. But he's gonna have to go to the Serie B and ref a couple of games uh, to wait, make his way back up to Serie A. Unfortunately, there's no VAR in the Serie B, so I don't know what's happening with the, with the VAR ref. But I, I guess it's usually a regular ref, anyways. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Team. I guess that means you're just you're, you're just fired. You're just out of the <laughs> fired. But um, the fired. bro, if if. I mean, we've complained about the use of VAR and offsides, but I feel like it's been a while since we've complained about um, the timing of its usage. Like, is it supposed to be used or not? We haven't really questioned and, and, and that. And that's, be, and that's because I think people have pretty much got it down pat now. And for the most part... Right, but in this, and this game was it's, like the cases first... Cases like this are so, are so few and far between now. And you need to discuss the specifics of what happened here. Because, I mean... Milan fans were completely outraged, and the Roma fans were completely outraged at the end of this game. Uh, Milan fans, of course, can be particularly agreed because had you won the game, you would have been completely perfect and, and you know, two points above, two points, uh, two points further up the table, uh, and you would have had six wins from six. Um, but we also got a completely undeserved penalty as well, so you can't, you can't. I'm, I'm not five, five, uh, five from five. Pardon me, but but yeah, you you did get a very undeserved penalty, which brutal, bro, brutal, brutal on both sides. Really terrible. really terrible refereeing. You know, two two calls that were made on the pitch, two wrong penalty calls that were made on the pitch, and VAR was not even consulted. Like and not here's even. A, here's the thing. Why? But here's the thing. This used to happen every weekend. This is what we have to remember. This used to happen every fucking weekend. I know, but it doesn't have to be wrongly anymore. given. Exactly. Right. So, this now, is now, so now that you have the AR, shambolic. AR, it's shambolic. Exactly. There's 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 no smoke screen to hide behind. You know. And what I want to know is, is it like an arrogance thing where it's like, no, this is definitely a penalty. I don't need to look at now, VAR. Here's like, the thing. Here's the thing, bro. You're no, not here's the close. thing. Here's the thing. This has to be. This has to befall uh, the VAR guy more uh, you know above the ref because the ref only makes the call according I guess. to what he sees the VAR guy is in his ear saying you made the right call or you made the wrong call I think you may want to have a look at it at which point the ref has a look and agrees or disagrees so correct me if I'm wrong and I could very well be wrong because as much as again we've said we understand VAR now there's still some obviously some things that we don't can the VAR ref not so like he can do a couple things one, he can completely overturn the call, I think, right? And he could say, like, no, this is not. He could the, say... The VAR ref can overturn the He could say, go look at the screen. It's wrong, go look at the screen. But can't the referee himself on the field, if he is skeptical of his own call, say, let me go look. Like, it, the, the VAR the ref, ref doesn't say, have to re- tell no, him. Listen, listen, the ref isn't a puppet. The ref doesn't have to, you know... Go look at the screen if he's told to. So here's the thing: either the VAR ref didn't tell him to go look at the screen, in which case it's called, or the ref was told to look at the screen, Giacomelli, and he didn't look at the screen. So either way, someone fucked up. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. Someone fucked up, and he obviously has the discretion to go look at the screen himself. And if he thinks that those two were like not worthy of 
being looked at, that's the problem. Even that the thing is you have to rely the on the guy who's watching the replay. That's the thing. I th well, I mean, this is why they're both suspended. I think they both fucked up. They're both stupid. But um, I also wanted to give, uh, I mean, that might be a little bit harsh over here. Unfortunately, Donnarumma got COVID uh, positive right before this game. And uh, Ciprian uh, Tata Rutiramisu came into the game and absolutely fucked up on the first goal that Roma conceded, that Roma scored Something on a corner. So outside of outside of these stupid penalties, you know, if, if Donnarumma played, we probably would have won that game because it was absolutely brutal. Like, this guy was supposed to come in with all kinds of experience and uh, Mr. Tiramisu missed the ball completely and fucked up and uh, Jack out a free header. But um, so, yeah, I'm not complaining about the refereeing. The refereeing was just you don't want to see that like affect a game one way or another, like, you know, regardless of who plays. It was absolutely shambolic. But dude, another two goals yeah. to Zlatan, six on the year in five games. Yeah. Um, you know, with a co with a COVID diagnosis in there. Beautiful, beautiful assists, assists by Rafael Leal. He really looks like he's starting to come into his own now. He's starting to become more consistent. I was unaware, but apparently he smiles every time he beats a player. <laughs> every time. It's actually, it's, it's amazing. It's really amazing. And um, look, uh, you guys have still looked pretty good overall. I mean, you guys have still, you guys have still kept the pace. And as I understand, you have a bet. You have a bet going from, from earlier on the season that you said you just wanted to cash out uh, when it turned a profit. So how much did you put and at what odds again? Oh, only 10, I only put 10 bucks. Put 10 bucks on, uh, on Milan winning the league before it, or maybe we won like one game. Maybe it was after the first match day. I don't remember. At 17 to 1. And now on some betting sites, you could get them at like 8 to 1, like 7 to 1, like crazy. Really well, crazy. Have, and and you know what? Quote, like, I have a quote here. I have a quote here from Nick Gentiletti in our, in our group chat. Uh, he says, to be honest, the goal was to cash out at like 30 bucks if we went on a run. But now that Sam said that, that being uh, that it was a waste of 10 bucks, Nick continues, I'm keeping it all year. Uh, with the way Juve and Inter are looking right now, you can bite me. <laughs> oh, I guarantee you, Juve is not winning the league title this year. Set it in stone. I don't know about that. That's a, set it in stone. A, that's a wild statement. That's a wild set it statement. in stone. I mean, Bro, you, lost, you, you haven't even lost a game yet. That is an absurd statement. Yeah, you guys. The Champions League. Yeah, we lost, yeah we look like garbage. But teams losing the Champions League. That's no bearing on City at all. We're gonna have to change our tactics, and we have Cristiano Ronaldo coming back any day now from COVID. Over rely on him or not, you still have the best player in the world, or one of. I know I just said I said Kylian Mbappe was the best player in the world like like ten minutes ago, but. You have arguably the best player in the world, arguably the best player of all time in your fucking team. I thought Danilo D'Ambrosio was the best player in the world. Well, you know, he may very well be. He scored again at the weekend <laughs> as, as Inter won 2-0 against Genoa. Man of the match in that game uh, for me. And, I mean, listen, Inter have, have quietly averted, uh, you know, they've averted a crisis as pretty much half their team has gone down with COVID. For perspective, Danilo D'Ambrosio scored that goal assisted by, Andrea Ran by fucking Andrea Ranocchia. So this is Andrea Ranocchia. What a combination. Playing for Inter Milan FC in Serie A in the year 2020, in the 2020-2021 season. What a world. The guy Can we please remember when That's I don't That's how remember. depleted they are. Can we please remember? I think, I think it was Spalletti who's the coach still. When Andrea Ranocchia was getting subbed on as a striker, like as a super, as a, as, as, a super sub striker. As, a, as a target man at the end of games to close out games, he was the closer. You remember that? Inter, of course, drew nil nil uh, at Shakhtar. Um, I gotta say, the more the more games that we could watch in uh, Russia and other former Soviet 
republics, uh, the better because they do 15, not. Fifteen thousand people at the game. Uh, yeah, and I was watching Lokomotiv Moscow uh, and Bayern Munich kind of in the background during the workday the other day. I just had the game on because I like the sound. I literally just like the sound of an organic stadium. <laughs> like, I kept the game on for that reason. I wasn't even watching. I was Yeah, the echoes. The you, hear the, you hear the chit-chat on the it's, pitch for sure. It's just fucking incredible. I'm, I, I, I miss it so much. Um, so I, I guess Inter weren't quite used to playing in a, in a stadium with fans. Um, a lot of a lot of Inter fans were, were 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 quite upset about it. Said that they were a little bit frustrated. But again, I mean, as 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 much as as much as <laughs> as much as you can be upset at Antonio Conte for not making any substitutions until like the fucking final twenty minutes of the game, when the squad is as depleted as it is. I mean, again, the squad is pretty depleted, and a lot of players are still coming back from you know from from what's I guess what you could probably consider to be a little outbreak. Um, so. Um, I digress. Lazio tied against Bruges in the Champions League as well, 1-1. Yep. So, uh, four points for them. Not bad, but I mean, they fucking beat Dortmund last week and they couldn't beat Bruges. Too bad. Missed opportunity. They probably really could have put themselves in a good position to close out the group or, um, or at least, you know, really look like they were probably going to advance. Um, so, group became a lot more interesting as Borussia Dortmund also won uh, yesterday. So, this looks like it could be a really fucking interesting group because right now we have Lazio on four, Bruges on four, and Dortmund on three. So, um, yeah, that group's wide open. Definitely, that will, that will be that will be wide open. They now have two games against Zenit St. Petersburg back to back, and I don't know that any of those games will be walks in the park either. Um, but uh, look, Lazio also won in the league, which was um, very much needed because they have not had a fantastic season so far. Only their second win of the year, and they're exactly five hundred. Um, but you know. We have to remember it's still very early days, and and for for you to say that Juve aren't going to win the title, I think is just is just you're just you're just manifesting negativity in the hopes that it works out. But I think that's bonkers to claim that like Sassuolo are going to be who who's gonna who's gonna do better than Juve over the course of the year. And it looks like Napoli. It looks like Napoli are the team that might might have the strongest case right now. But even you even you know that Napoli are going to have a hard time keeping the pace throughout the year. As long as you, you would know. think, you would think, but we—I don't know, man. I don't know. We just—we just spoke about their depth, and it's pretty impressive. It's I'm, pretty I'm very, yeah, yeah. It, it's impressive. It's impressive. Uh, I'm, I'm reluctant to—I'm reluctant to make any damning statements right now. It's too fucking early. It is too early. I know we're almost in the month of November, but this isn't the normal. Like this isn't normal month of November time. This is like, you know, normally we'd be end of September. At this point in the season, it is way too fucking early to make any statement on the league. You know, I mean, currently separating first and seventh place are four points. So let's let's all take a chill pill. Juve fans in particular, Juve fans are really fucking freaking out right now. And I don't like what I'm seeing. Don't get me wrong, but like Andrea Pirlo is not fucking blind. He's going to have to make modifications at a certain point. I I don't I don't uh, Sam bro we we spoke the other day about about managers who are so stubborn that they won't change their ways and they've too early to know it's too early to know if he is stubborn I'm just saying you can't say that oh we know he's gonna change you don't know you don't know that so you would assume you would have to hope um you would have to hope you would you would have to fucking hope um and look before we wrap up I mean just quick shout to Gaetano Castrovilli who has had uh, a, a really good. A really good year, a really good twelve months. I remember. I don't know if you remember. Goals. A year, two goals at the weekend in a three-two win over uh, over Udinese. And that, again, I don't know if you remember, but we didn't know anything about this guy a year ago. Last year, no. He really came onto the scene 
uh, like, 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 I guess 12 months ago, pretty much. He was in Serie B at Cremonese before that. Mm-hmm. He just stormed right onto the scene in Serie A. And, I mean, it's... it's, it's got four goals, I believe, in five it's, games. It's really impressive what a fucking solid, yeah. solid player he is in that team. They really fucking tick around him. You have to think that he'll be leaving soon, <laughs> whether it's the next and, year. And, and, of, and, of, and, of course, that's, that's, that's the thing, right? You know... Uh, if if Fiorentina have have one individual player who's gonna fucking smoke like he is, you probably assume that he'll leave for one of the big boys soon. But 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 good on them for for producing someone like. And him. quickly and here before we wrap up, Sam, but do we have any news on what Rocco B Comiso's middle name, the B? Do we know? Do we get any info from uh, Ali Van de Peppel? Do we know? Do we have any progression on that front? There's no progression, but I don't know if we mentioned this on the pod. I don't think we have. Did we? Talk we didn't. About- no, so we did it. So, so I'm happy you brought this up. This is why. So let's finish off with that. Let's finish off with that. Me talking about Castrovilli was a side note for, from the from the from the bigger <laughs> point here, which is that we may we may have a little bit of a breakthrough here. Okay, big scoop. <laughs> this this is incredible. This is fucking incredible, and I don't want to fuck this up. So, so Alessandro Van de Peppel, who longtime listener, if you are one, you'd probably remember him from a few months ago, or. I guess a few months ago he was still in a while now I think. Yeah, but he was with us early he was with us earlier in 2020. He uh you know he 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 put in a good year of service as our third wheel and um of course we converted him into a Fiorentina fan. And last year I think the biggest I mean the the, the biggest the biggest question on everyone's lips regarding Fiorentina was what does the B stand for? Rocco B Comiso. <laughs> If you look him up anywhere, it's Rocco B. Comiso. He's never Rocco Comiso. He's always Rocco B. Comiso. So what the fuck does the B stand for? I don't know, right? Well, Ale van de Peppel texts me. This is almost two weeks ago now. So we fucking forgot to bring this up last week. He says, I have earth-shattering news for the pod. I might be able to get an answer to the one question worth still asking. What does the B stand for? I go, what? How? He goes... <laughs> So, apparently, now here's where it gets a bit weird. Yeah. Right? I just... So, I could be fucking <laughs> this up because he sent it to me on Snapchat. So, it disappeared. But I think he said that his friends, girlfriends, uncle is Rocco Bicomiso. <laughs> like, what are the odds? So, that isn't how he found out. He found out that his friends, girlfriends, or his friends, cousins, girlfriends, uncle, or some shit, owns a Serie A team. And he goes, no fucking way. Who? He goes, Fiorentina. He goes, what the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. No way. And he goes, out of all the teams and owners, he says, so he texts me. My brain went into a loop of, quote, must tell Sam, unquote. This could be unreal. If we get this scoop, I think we can retire the pod. I think so too. I mean, that would be the most. That would be. What are the retire the pod moments for us? Like, if we ever do this, we we could we could like Mike drop and say, you know what, we're we're cool with it's the, that. Well, That'd be the only thing I think. So there's that. There's getting Davide Montana on the pod. Okay, fair. Yeah, we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look like it's happening. He's been no. Us. What else? I mean, I, 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 Sam, outside of those two, man, I don't. Like, I mean, uh, if we got Silvio Berlusconi on the pod, like I guess we could retire. Yeah, him. but he's not. He's not. He's not a pod hero. Maybe Federico Maqueda. If we can get Federico Maqueda to send us a kit, like another kit, uh, after yeah. after the, after I bought the crop top version in, in Mykonos last year, that could be 
could be a good one. Sam, also Comiso. I think it's pretty much it. I think I think it's pretty much just this. I I actually I completely forgot about this. I I'd seen it. Uh, I'd seen it earlier in the week actually. Uh, Comiso said he's going back to the U.S. because uh, you know paraphrasing really he can't take the heat in italy he can't take the heat apparently there's too much criticism towards him he can't go for a meal he can't go out anywhere he can't walk yeah, yeah you know i mean that's a tough deserve, look that's deserve, a tough look deserve deserve, deserve. well it. you know well you know maybe if he wanted to be a little bit more anonymous maybe don't post on instagram about um or, or on twitter about about his birthday with his face like plastered mao zedong style on uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna get like, over. Maybe, maybe, maybe take down the statue of you outside the outside the ground, Rocco. And, and is it? It was like hashtag Happy Comiso Day or some shit like that. Maybe, t- maybe take down the statue outside the Artemio Franchi, and then maybe you'll be able to go for a walk and go to Minayo for a panino. Um, Bro, he he built a statue of himself before building one of like Rui Costa or uh, or, or um, any other Fiorentina legend. Best no kidding. Every fu- yeah, every fucking every fucking player with legend potential leaves. I mean. Baggio Bernardeschi, Chiesa, and now, uh, now Castrovilli in the next few months. Hard not to when you have, when you have exit clauses negotiated in, uh, in, the every, in every star's contract. My Batistuta stayed. That's it. Uh, anyway, listeners, uh, get at us on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. Get at us on all platforms. Like our Facebook page at Caltro Podcast. Uh, Nick, do you have anything else you wanted to say before we close out? You have any? Uh, no, just uh, just a perhaps reminder. A, perhaps a personal guarantee of uh, of Grappa next week, maybe that could be. Okay. Yeah, uh, that and just a reminder. Uh, stay tuned. Look out for our November links. Uh, every dollar counts. Every donation counts. No matter how big or small, every single dollar counts. So, uh, thank we've you in advance. Doubled, we've also doubled our goal. For yeah, and time. we've we've doubled our goal to a thousand dollars. We really we we really do think we could hit it uh, with the increased exposure we've gotten over the years, growing our professional networks as well. We'd also uh, encourage, we're confident, uh, man. We're confident. We're confident. Yeah. I think we could do it. So please, uh, thank you in advance. Just come, just come out and uh, give us those donations, man. We'd also encourage anyone that listens to the pod uh, to grow out a mo as well. If you're a lady, yeah. uh, maybe, 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 maybe don't get don't get your lip waxed this month. Hey, man, we're all we're all at home. We're doing school from home. We're working from home. A lot of you, I know, like to probably duck and cover and turn your camera off during uh, during meetings and sessions. So no one's got to see it. So don't worry if you if you're self conscious about it. Don't worry about it. And uh, and definitely do uh, definitely do uh, do send us any pictures if you do grow out a mo. Uh, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll be happy to we'll be happy to share and uh, and just uh, you know just just spread the word, man. Um, but I, I'm really liking my chances this year. Um, my mo's gotten a little bit ticker. Uh, we're, you know, one more year of testosterone, one more year, uh, one more year uh, into adulthood. I'm feeling a little bit more manly, so I'm really liking the fucking odds this year. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's rock and roll. We're uh, we're really looking forward to a great fucking month for a great fucking cause. Um, so listeners, again, all platforms, you know what to do. Get at us, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you do listen to the podcast. We are on all major platforms. And uh, until next week, thanks for tuning in. Ciao, ciao. Rinda tutte film a doce sta Chi sa innamora Sapendo che è una storia assai difficile Trem, tu anni da vicino Sulla si cammina Quella ragazzina all'improvviso Come femmina Già pronta a spartere 